what's up every everyone this is jd again with another showing of the pioneer podcast on the wtd 90.7 the leap radio station i have another clip club representative joining me but before the interview let me know let me tell you about how we can set up an interview for your club organization or team you can email me directly at my school email for ujd alfredstate.edu also if you want to stay up to date with the show you can subscribe to my youtube at the pioneer podcast slash radio show my insta is jdcurry18 so today's show is going to be with a club representative we are going we will be talking about two different clubs in the works my friend here is going to talk about his cycling club and then we are both going to talk about the Paranormal and Urban Exploration Club we are working on. You will recognize him because he is the only one on campus brave enough to ride a bicycle around the Alfred State campus. Let's get started. So tell me and the viewers where you are originally from and what year of school you are in. A really brief introduction of yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Nick DiDomenico. I'm a cyclist for Team Full Moon Vista out of Rochester, New York. I'm a cybersecurity major here, so uh, I'm pretty excited to be here. I plan on becoming an FBI agent out of school, and I just like to ride my bike and uh, meet new people doing it. There's going to be some brief um, technological problems here. Was there anyone who influenced you in a positive way to get involved with the sport? Uh, there's many people like my father, my uh, shop I ride for, and a uh, specific rider named Jeremy Powers who is ADHD. He's diagnosed with ADHD and I have Asperger's syndrome. But I've learned to cope with it just by riding my bike. So how did you originally get into cycling? I originally got into cycling when my dad was diagnosed with diabetes in 2014. And he wanted to find a way to lose weight and get rid of the diabetes. So I started riding with him and we bought new bikes. Trek is one of my sponsors now. and. I've always been riding a truck. So after a few years, I was asked to join a cycling team and a cycling club. And that's where it all began my senior year. I was uh, asked to go to USA training in the Finger Lakes for young riders who can be potential USA teammates and members. It's um, really cool. So can you tell us about what makes these bicycles different from a mountain bike or an average bike? Well, I do all t cut, uh, types of cycling. Like I do mountain bike, I do cyclocross, which is a mixture between mountain bike and road cycling. And I do road also, but there's different benefits of each like mountain biking and cyclocross. You can learn balance and confidence where road cycling you can build up your leg power more because you're just pedaling constantly. How long are these trips that you usually take with a cycling? 
Um, road races can be from one to three hours long, from distances for, to 25 is shorter to all the way up to 100. And then mountain bike and cyclocross are timed events, which are usually an hour long. What other, what other races have you been involved with? Um, I help with the Rochester Twilight Criterium and Rochester Cyclocross, which are two UCI races that are held in Rochester, New York. You, the UCI is part of the Olympic Committee for Cycling, so I get to hang out with all the pro riders, get to meet who they are and learn about them. So those are two big races that I know of and help out with. So you have to be physically fit and active to do these races? Um, to do races, you want to be physically fit. You don't have to be. Like, there's some people who just go out and ride the races because they want to and hang out. But for me, it's more competition built. I'm 120 pounds. I ride practically almost every day. So it's either or, like, for the cycling club that I'm trying to put on, anyone can join. Like, I don't care if you're big, small, little. If you want to ride a bike and race for a college team, just come to me and we'll hook you up. What are some of your favorite memories at the races? One of my favorite memories, to be honest, was when last year I did my first cyclocross race. I've never done cyclocross until my fourth year of cycling and it's always been my favorite type of cycling and my ex-girlfriend had broke up with me after two years and I came in second place for a race in front of all these pros and stuff and it was just a magical moment for me because all the pain and suffering I've been through I took it out on the bike and got a podium finish, which is good. Yeah, when it comes to sports, there's a lot of times where your emotion is able to fuel, fuel you to better heights. Yeah. Maybe further. Um, what, where does the idea of computing and cycling races come from, or what is the history behind it? Um, cycling started in the late 1800s. It's older than football and actually more watched than American football. Sorry to tell that to all the American football players. There's but, probably a lot of football fans listening to this. Thing. Yeah, but uh, soccer is more watched, I'll put, put that. But it started all in Italy and France. You know, obviously people know of the Tour de France, but there's also the Giro d'Italia, which is the Tour of Italy, and the Vuelta Espana, which is the Tour of Spain. And those are three grand tours that people from all around the world back then used to go and race. And these races would take day and night for them to do, and whoever finished it first is, was the winner. But now the sport has changed where it's one day is a certain race, the next day is a, another race, all through 21 days, and they race to see who has the fastest time throughout the stages. How many people are usually in a race? Usually there's 
about a hundred people racing with smaller American races like the Rochester Twilight Criterium there's about 50 so it matters where you are what event it is and who's racing in it hold on a moment How do you plan to run meetings once the club is recognized as a club? Um, I plan on running meetings on an app called Strava, which is a cycling app. Many track and field stars, cycling stars, and other stars use this app. And I will be able to tell when group rides are, what kind of ride it is, how far it will be, and I can also map out the ride on there. because. This uh, club's not going to be like a regular club where you have to sit in meetings and stuff. It's more going to be more active when I go out ride on weekends, see who's able to ride certain days on weekdays and what type of riding people do. Kind of a spur of, a, spur of the moment type of club. Yeah. Where would you see the club going in order to race? Um. So... If we register this club with USA Cycling, we'll be able to compete in the ECC, which is the Eastern Cycling Collegiate Conference. So we'll be up going out against the Naval Academy, West Point, RIT, major schools and other colleges. Other colleges. And the cool thing about this is there's been no SUNY school to have a cycling club yet. So I want to break that and have the first SUNY cycling club and race against these major colleges and maybe kick some butt. So in that case, you wouldn't just be doing it for this people at this school. You would be doing it for like a large amount of schools. Yeah. Just get it started, get the ball rolling. So far, I've interviewed a few brand, brand new clubs and have asked both of them what advice they would give for someone trying to start a new club. One of the clubs recommended trying to stay organized and organize your, your time is very important. The other talked about how organizing club positions or jobs was a challenge to clearly define what each person is responsible for. How does this information help you to start your new club and prepare to run it? Um, well, I come from cycling clubs in the Rochester area and one of my teammates is the president of these clubs so I'm getting a little help from him and I'm also getting help from Brittany, Troy, and Luke who are part of student engagement so I would say stay connected with the people that you look up to and ask for help when you need it like I needed flyers and I needed my flyer on the electronic stream mm -hmm. uh, Brittany helped me with that just a few hours ago, and everything's going well. And plan out your stuff before you do it. Like, I waited a few months before I wanted to start this, after I met some kids on campus who also ride. So I'm like, hey, now's a perfect time to uh, start a club because we all like to ride our bikes. There's still plenty of electronic issues going on here. Um... Well, when is your next event or interest meeting for this club? Um, 
my next interest meeting will be October 10th and 7 p.m. in SLC 201. I'll be discussing the goals and benefits of cycling along with a funny video about how to buy a mountain bike. What is your um, college email so people can get a hold of you? My college email is D-I-D-O-M-E-N-I and alfredstate.edu and I also have an Instagram that is Aunt Aspie on a bike. Okay. Again, I've had a lot going on this week. It's, I hope you don't take it personally for your club, but uh, I would like to switch gears and talk about the one that we're both working on. Oh, yeah. Together. Paranormal. Yes. Okay, so let's switch gears and talk about the other club. The one I pretty much said all this. Um, so we both have a background that we combined for the Alfred State Paranormal and Urban Exploration Club. Let's talk about where we came from and what makes us big members of the group. So I'll start off. Hi, my name is JD. I'm usually behind the microphone trying to interview plenty of other people. I'm a freshman commuter student from Arcourt, New York, which is not that far away. Um, I used to fear ghosts and things that went bump in the night, but one day I changed. Me and my cousin were at my grandparents' house. And this was back when we still had an imagination. We were watching TV and seeing that people were trying to talk to ghosts and interact with these um, unseen forces. We decided to try it ourselves and see what would happen. We had very little equipment, but um, we, had a, we still had a crazy experience. It somewhat scared me, but it really fed my curiosity. Um, we started visiting several locations and we did it for years. I later recorded evidence at my grandparents' place that pro proved to me that the place was actually haunted. That was the orb one that I showed you, yeah. the purple one. Um, ever since that night, I've been to plenty of places around, the, around here and around Buffalo, the bigger city. I've been investigated with several other people and have captured plenty of evidence. Okay, Nicholas, if you would like to go ahead. Of course, other than cycling, I'm a photographer, and my main photography is urban exploration. So that's fo uh, photographing abandoned buildings like uh, the Dansville Castle on a Hill, which is in Dansville, New York. Um, this Girl Scout camp that's abandoned in Sodus, New York, and many other abandoned places. and. If you want to get into urban exploring, I just want to put out there that always ask permission before because you can uh, get arrested. And I don't want to see any Alfred State kids getting arrested because I'm telling them to go explore abandoned buildings. So a lot of the stuff you'll see on YouTube, they um, they don't show behind the scenes. They might talk to people about investigating, but. It doesn't seem like a lot of them do because when they hear somebody coming, they try to run away. Yeah. Like, that's not what we plan to do here. No, our plan is more uh, historical analysis, like, uh, tell about the history of some of these buildings. Like, one of our first places we'll try to end up going is uh, Rolling Hills Asylum, which is a very big haunted asylum in East Bethany, New York.
I have actually seen that place. It's okay. It looks bigger on TV, but it's still huge. Um, but for the paranormal, we can investigate like nicer buildings that aren't as worn out because um, it helps for publicity of businesses and like that type of thing. Mackenzie South. Well, I was talking like Geneseo has a hotel that's haunted. Yeah. Maybe we could do something there. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about um, many of the aspects. Now, Nick, Ed anything you want to say so for the paranormal and urban exploration club i would like to explain the difference between the these two types of activities urban exploration is the activity of exploring abandoned buildings or things that are left behind um, paranormal investigating is very similar but it is the activity of visiting the same locations specifically in search of evidence of what people may not believe, or uh, the paranormal. Both, both of these activities have a thrill factor because people are out of their element, especially if doing this at night. But we want to make sure that everybody's safe and having a good time yeah. at the same time. Um, I would like to... I would like to offer club members the opportunity to travel many to many places around New York State. Um, I'd like to one day have a good enough budget to be able to get more um, oriented equipment to try new things. Um, uh, what would I need from members? Well, in order to